Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than us. Some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and dance, that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is Emmanuel. He's going to be performing at our 10th year anniversary, Thursday, November 30th at Adelaide Hall. You can get your tickets right now at thecomeupshow.com. And yo, and you know when you meet somebody new, you just click, you just have this automatic friendship, you just like them. That's what I got from the homie Emmanuel. He's from the city of London, Ontario, my hometown. And we talked a lot about the power of music, Frank Ocean, live performances, and so much more. Emmanuel on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Emmanuel. Baby, like my I'm going to be opening for 1111 as one of the special guests for the Come Up Show's 10th anniversary. Hey. And I'm excited, V. Hey. I just got it. <laughs> hey, Emmanuel. What else? What else? What are the nicknames that people have for you? Um, Manny? 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 E man, E man, E man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I like. Couple E-man. weak ones, you know. I grew yeah. up ar- around uh, yeah. some unwitty fucks. You know what I mean? So <laughs> this is how it says what it is. <laughs> And you're from London, Ontario. I'm from London, Ontario. The Forest City. The Forest if, City. If people don't know, the Come Up Show started in London, Ontario. I am originally from London, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it like uh, growing up in London for you, man? Um, What's, what area of the city did you grow up in? I grew up downtown. Downtown? Yeah. Okay. It was, it was bleak at times, but very interesting. Okay. Very character building. What because high school? Of, Let me guess. Central. No. Okay. <laughs> I went to Beale. I went to Beale. Beale High School. Okay. Yeah, the art school, brother. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What? So you said it was bleak and what at at times? It was bleak, but okay. it was it was interesting. Like it was it was it was great. I think for like a character building in like a character building sense, just because like I was right in the center of everything, and the city itself was growing in its like immigrant culture and its. Mm-hmm. Just this culture in general, like I feel like the city, like 
almost went from being like a small town to like a mini metropolitan. So like I mm-hmm. was in between that. So mm. it was interesting. Yeah, and like going to high school and like living downtown as well too. You're just you can get into yeah. Stuff. You're in the center yeah. of everything. So yeah. we chilled sometimes with like the like the like the Catholic school mm. outskirts of the city's kids. Like not okay. even them. Like yeah. the outskirts of the city, like North End of London, like the rich yeah. kids. Yeah. And then you're going to school, and across the street there's like a methadone clinic. So mm. there's a lot of like there's a lot of people with drug addictions and stuff like that around you. So mm-hmm. it's definitely contrasted. Yeah, man. And so you know, like some people say, you know, some people say, oh, it's boring. There's nothing to do there. What, like, do you agree with that or 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 what? No, yeah. it yeah. is true on on a surface level. Okay. Like you can't like it's not it's not as accessible. There's not so much going on that. It's like impossible to ignore, but there's you just have to really you just have to be really looking for it, and you just have to be an outgoing person, and you'll find fun in the city. Mm. It's a party city too, like just because it's a western western and Fanshawe, there's a couple schools, so mm-hmm. brings the youth them. The youth them, yeah. The youth them, yeah, yeah. It makes them downtown very interesting. It makes down though downtown is a really are that's really it. Yeah, parties in downtown. And just little like social things, but that's really like that's everything. Okay. And do you are you even nineteen or Oh no, I'm I'm twenty three. Okay, okay. So you've been out and about. I've been oot in a boot, brother. <laughs> oot in a boot. Is is uh is uh Jack still popping there or what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be dead at some point. I thought it was gonna die after like maybe your year. I was hoping. Yeah. I was praying. It's like well is those it's just things. So it just trashy. Die. It's, yeah, it's yeah. so it's there still. Yeah. Dollar beers. Yeah, on Sundays and uh, Monday. Yeah. I think it's like Monday, Monday and yeah. Wednesday or something like and that. And the wings and stuff the like that. The wings. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jax is still popping and the students love it. So, yeah. Good for them. It's one of the. Is it, what else is still there, like as long or longer than Jax in downtown Richmond Road that people go out to? Uh, was Frog? Was Frog a thing when you were there? 100%. So, yeah, Frog's yeah. still there. Okay. What's what's what? Mm. Jim Bombay's exists no more. It's like a thing. It's, it's like, like something else. It's yeah. another restaurant. I've never yeah, entered. Yeah, yeah. I've never entered yeah. the premises. What about Joe Cool's? Joe you, Cool's is still there. Yeah. Have you ever entered Joe Cool's? I've been into Joe Cool's, yeah. but yeah. that's just on one of those nights where you get, you know, like you're just not really feeling any of the other clubs. Maybe you got kicked out of a club that night. Yeah. And you it's just also wanna, a little bit. It's an alternative, and there's a, an older crowd. Older there. crowd too. Yeah. So yeah. if you're looking for a sugar mama, like you know? <laughs> exactly. That's what I was gonna say to you. <laughs> It, yo, there's actually yeah. a, a stat that came out that yeah. uh, London has the highest, you yeah. know, sugar mamas like cougars. Basically. I knew, yeah. I knew someone in high school who yeah. had a sugar mama. Yeah, I it was hilarious. Yeah, she used to buy him everything. It would have been great to have one. <laughs> I didn't know the stats were that real though. I just thought he was special. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just thought well, he's one of those guys. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought he was just doing it right. You know, <laughs> what, what kind of things was she doing for him? She was buying him things like she was buying him. Like little gadgets, like she bought him phones. Yeah, she would give him money. Yeah, yeah, like for like lunch to go out. Yeah, there. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine he's like he's more economically sound as an individual because of her. Right now, <laughs> she was really rich. Apparently, like she, we never, we never saw her. Yeah, I don't even know if they met at Joe Cool's, but he had a sugar mama. Okay, <laughs> he had a sugar mama. <laughs> and tell me about your upbringing and the family, man. Like uh, siblings, I'm- your. F- Parents, yeah, yeah. I'm Habasha. Okay. So I'm I'm Ethiopian. So I grew up in a really my mom's my mom's super religious. Mm-hmm. She's Orthodox. like 
She's not orthodox. Okay. She's like evangelical Christian. Okay. So like, but she's very serious. She's very, she does things her own way. Mm. She's very like, if if what I'm doing in my life doesn't correspond with what's going on in the Bible, mm. then it's dismissed. So you really just have to like find a balance. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like the culture growing up, that's really what it was. Mm-hmm. Just like my only friends, like t- till a certain age were the other Habesha kids at the Ethiopian church. So like, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, that's really how it was. A lot of, a lot of gym, a lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. I, especially B- at Beal? Yeah. No, or no. Yeah. No, Beal, yeah. Beal, I didn't play basketball at Beal, yeah. but yeah. Beal was a really basketball oriented, oriented school. But just growing up within like the church with a lot of Habesha, we just found that stuff to do when there was a gym in the, mm. in the church. So I'm wondering, like, um, how, so how did uh, music come into your life then? Were you singing at church? or I never really, yeah. I've, sang, I've sang at church before, yeah. but that's not really where it came from. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, generational. I even heard my grandfather used to, like, he was, like, a farmer, and he used to, like, sing to his ox. Like, he used to sing to, like, his cattle while doing things. Back in Ethiopia. Yeah, and they would, like, work for him, like, better because he would sing them lovely tunes and shit. Really? Yeah, like, no, like, my mom tells me that all the time. What? Yeah. So, okay. like, I think as a, my mom sings also. My dad, he couldn't sing, but he uh, he loved the music. He introduced me to, like, music as a young child. Like, mm-hmm. he loved Bob Marley. He loved, yeah, like, he just, he loved a lot of Motown stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, he would, he introduced me to a lot of. I got to go back to your grandpa. His ox, <laughs> his cattle farm. Were like, more obedient or it's a produced better? Like no, no, no. Uh, okay. the, like uh, okay. they're like they do it by the like the old system of having two like yeah. two cows, yeah, and then that little machine that yeah. plows the ground. So when he would sing to them yeah. and hum his little Semitic, like you know, all that stuff, they worked. They worked harder. They worked better. It was what? a happy job. It was a happy life for them. That's crazy, bro. That's like, that's where, be- I think that's, the, the seed was my grandfather. And he was like a priest. Mm. So he's singing and like humming, like he's he's the person that you would come to, to hear mm. that. he's He was the musician in the town, I guess. That's um, that's amazing. We always hear like maybe like how, mu- what the effect uh, music has on the human brain or yeah. us as people, but... I never heard it on, you know... Cows. Animals. Animals. Uh, my cats love when... when Like, my sister's also a singer. Yeah. And when they're singing, going on the house, you'll just find the cats where you are. Like, if they're, like, if they're, like, they love to find little places to go chill and, like, hang out. But if we're singing, if there's stuff going on in the house, they join in. So they really, I feel like animals do have, Hmm. they, I feel like, you know, the tones, the, the tones work on everybody. That's dope. So your 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 pops is putting on to music, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so you're just taking in the music in the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wasn't yeah. really serious about music. Like yeah. growing up, like I just had a natural. I was I was um, like I felt compelled to learn how to sing, based upon and my sister. My I forgot to say my sister was like the. She's always been like the singer and the musician of the family. So just seeing her, that was like a platform that got her. It just it brought her happiness. She loved to sing, so I feel like I definitely coattailed my way through it, through, hmm. through a lot of that, just through her and her and her. She was in a lot of choirs. She was in. She used to do all of that stuff. Not me, but mm-hmm. I used to admire and want that in some form of fashion hmm. and dream about it. I remember as a little kid, I even I used to dream about 
like being on I would have a dream of being on stage at school with a band like in front of all like the people that hated me all the bullies or whatever you know what I mean but just like performing it's a weird like I would have yeah as a young child before even like learning how to sing you had those those visions yeah no it was just like super yeah like I had those it was super that's like some of the things that you look back on and they drive you I just didn't see the road in general of me becoming a musician at that time so looking back it's more important Mm -hmm. like it's more of a milestone how so how young were you when you're thinking of these things or like Like young like I'm talking about between the ages of like like 9 10 to 15 like Mm -hmm. grade 4 5 6 7 ish Mm -hmm. stuff like that Times mm-hmm. like those, where you're really just like discovering what what life is. You get a little bit more elbow room from your parents. Mm. You start to do whatever your friends are doing. So it came about. It came about like this, my brother. Were Were your parents or your mom really strict when you wanted to go out to like say house parties and like say you're not you're not 19 yet, you can't go to bars. Yes, but, yes, uh, very yes, yeah. but yeah. no. No compared to the other families in the church. Okay. My mom was a single mom too, so it was hard for her to wrangle me. I was a very, mm-hmm. I was a very like, I, I was, I was a very, I was always out as a child. Like I was, I was never at home. So like, even as a child, like just playing. Yeah, I set the fun. tone. I set yeah. the tone as a child. As a so child. when I came of age, yeah, it was like it was. I had I had a lot more freedom. It was just and, normal. Yeah. Yeah. It just became normal. I think. But yeah. yeah, instead of playing tag, now you're doing more, you know, yeah. like more grown stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, facts. So uh, I guess, uh, so your sister was like, what? Like she was just like, was she taking it music seriously then or, or just, she, or she Yeah, yeah. She, 100%. Like yeah. she was just, she's always loved music, but she's just been like, since a very young age, she's been that much more outgoing right now she doesn't do like she makes music right now she actually did an ep last year but she's doing her masters at western Mm. so she's focused on school Mm. she wants to get into like domestic policy so like music is more of like a hobby for her right now Mm. for me it's came it's it's become the most important thing yeah when did it become the most important thing i would say around the past two years, the past two to three years, before that I was making music, sometimes doing little shows, but that was just based on like word of mouth from fun jam sessions, stuff like that. But like taking music seriously as something that I want to do for the rest of my life came when I like those times, like when I did that first show with like Alan Raymond at Zemra. When I'm doing shows, like it's like the greatest feeling ever. I get so amped if I'm dead and I do a show, I'm, like, awake. I'm awake after. I'm, I want to do another show right after the first show. Like, the, it's, like, it's it became, like, a, a true love thing. Mm. It's corny as hell, bro. But damn. What do you mean corny as hell? <laughs> it's facts, though. <laughs> I'm being honest, but it sounds corny, you know? It sounds corny to me. <laughs> <laughs> but facts, but facts, but facts. Uh, like, what's going on? <clears throat> what's going on when you're on that stage? What's going on? I don't on? know. Yeah. It's, like, I get so nervous before going on stage. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like when you hear your name called, like, I just go crazy. I just like, I just get on there and I just, and every, all of the, all of the nervousness leaves, all of the negative emotions leave, all of the, just all bad vibes leave when I'm on stage. And I just find myself in a place where I'm just vibing and people are vibing with me. And it's like, I'm not terrible at communicating with people. Actually, I'm terrible at communicating with people on like a personal level. Having a conversation is really hard for me 
sometimes with people. So being on stage is where you're just, it's just so raw and honest and people are able to make the decision. Do I like this or do I not? And when, and when I get the response back, I don't know, maybe it's like a semi vanity thing going on with also like, I feel like I'm connecting with people. So on that level, it's like, it's pleasing, but on, I just feel the most euphoria. I feel the most happy when I'm on stage. Since 2007, The Come Up Show has been sharing music and artists that we feel that you should know about. And whether you've been with us since day one or you just discovered us, I'd like to invite you to celebrate our 10th year anniversary on Thursday, November 30th. The Come Up Show's 10th year anniversary concert features live performances from 1111. Adria Kane. Cry tears for the ones who love love. Cigarette for the pain I can't forget. Cigarette. Kennedy Road. Any manual. Music is brought to you by Hustle Girl, and it's hosted by Marlon Palmer, a.k.a. That Dude McFly, a.k.a. The Oxtail God. This all goes down Thursday, November 30th at Adelaide Hall. Get your tickets right now at thecomeupshow.com. And did I mention there'll be ice cream cake? And you said uh, your first show was a couple of years ago, uh, mm-hmm. uh, playing for Alan Raymond. Yeah, uh, who's a really dope uh, artist and musician. Definitely, yeah. Check uh, out Alan Raymond. So, if, if that was one of your first shows ever, like, how did you even get on the bill to like open up for him? See, that's like the that's I was in grade eleven, mm-hmm. and I was like I was making music with like friends in a basement, and we had we had put out some stuff, and then there were some there were some students at Western that saw it. And those students, they knew Alan Raymond. And so when I would make music with those guys, Alan Raymond would sometimes hear a one-two. And so, like, we all, we just came up. We were all, like, this is when he was not known as an artist either. So, like, it was just people coming off of just pure, I enjoy hearing your music. I enjoy hearing, like, it was just, we commingled. We mm-hmm. met through music, and we met through just some Western students that loved music. By the way, Alan Raymond show. is... I want to. He's not originally. He's not from Toronto, right? He's from somewhere in. Uh, he's American, I Is believe. He? I believe so. He's from somewhere in the Midwest or South or whatever. I would just. Yeah, you didn't know that's that. That's news to right? me. Yeah, that's yeah. news to me. I thought he was a Toronto native. Yeah. I know he's Jewish. Okay. He I know started, his family I, is Jewish. That's. I, he has a very beautiful family home. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, I know those things. <laughs> Go ahead. My, my no, brother. like there's maybe I don't know. There's some kind of connection with the states. I forget what it is. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So you got on the bill. Yo. So that's one of your your first shows. Yeah, that was just yeah. that was one of my first shows. It got set up. I did the show mm-hmm. songs that me and uh, John Kerr. That was the Western student that I that that was the friend in between me and Alan Raymond. Mm-hmm. And I did a show where me and John Kerr did a couple of our songs. Also, Sammy G. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Grant Somerville. And, uh, yeah, so him. So, yeah, I opened, uh, we were both, I don't even think we, there was a headliner at the show. It was just like, we just had a spot at a bar that was close to Alan Raymond's home. And we just like, we, we did our music 
and we had a little after party after. It was fun. That's dope. That's dope. But yeah, man, that's on your bill now. When that guy, as that guy continues to get bigger and bigger, yeah. Say, sometimes he sends a like on Instagram. I see it. I'm like, my, my he brother. likes your stuff. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, so. you know, he's verified. So I, I see the verified <laughs> like. I'm like, yeah, let's get it. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> let me turn that. Let me turn. That's dope. Uh, yeah, man. So you're you're playing and performing at the Com Show's 10th year anniversary, yeah. November 30th at Adelaide Hall. Yes. What are the people going to see? What should they expect? The people are going to see uh, me singing <laughs> with my new band. Hopefully, I, it's, hopefully it's well received. A new band? A new band. It's not a... They're a band themselves called Day Trip. Day they're, Trip. They're out of London. Yeah. But I'm just going to be performing with the people that do instrumentation for the band. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hopefully it's a dope show. Hopefully we're going to bring out some new songs. We're also going to do... Yeah, we're going to bring some new songs off the EP that I'm planning to drop very soon. Ooh, excited about that. I'm super amped about it. Tell me about the EP that's dropping. The EP is called Alt Therapy. Alt Therapy. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like... It's basically a culmination of the ways that I bring myself therapy mm. that are alternative to your normal, your your normal run of the mill sitting. Yeah, yeah pop yeah. like a pill, but yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> self prescribed maybe you know like going to a therapist maybe it's just yeah. like it's just it's just a it's just a fun way of saying the things that make me feel good mm. and like singing about the things that make me feel good singing about maybe wisdom that I've received from from others and it's helped me in a therapeutic way and just just off the sound they're so dope like the band that I'm working with like I could just like sit there and they could play for you guys and you guys are probably you know what I mean like they're dope they're amazing mm. so just like it's just all about the feels man mm. yeah I was rolling, rolling, holding down that locust, locust lane. I seen frozen, hopeless people that was trying to poke at your man. That shit got me on the vibe and I'm just trying to find your loving. I've been looking where you been at. I've been texting, I've been running, running. I was, I was, I was, I was burning, burning child. I was failing in my, oh my, I was trying to get inside. I was trying to get the ride. I was trying to play with mine. I was trying to do you. What are the things that make you feel good? My mom. Um, well, you talk about all therapy and the things that are ther therapeutic to you. Is music therapeutic? Music is therapeutic to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, music is the most. It's the most like it's the most therapeutic thing. Like if if I was to say like get high, and then listen to music, it enhances. Like so like. We talk. I talk about things like getting high, like smoking weed, or just like everybody's vices, everybody's vices that everybody has and stuff. That's secondary, but just the general like. I think it's people. I think it's connecting with people, and that's like the ultimate goal: connecting and it's like about what I receive from music itself. So it's it's just it's just like me just trying to be introspective, just taking stock of like the things that have brought me therapy. Mm. in my life and just trying to, you know, reproduce that into a project mm. and hopefully bring people the same the same therapy that I get from music, that I get from listening to beautiful instrumentation. Like, it's it's everything. Has it, has anybody ever reached out to you based on your music? They said yeah. it helped 
them through a rough time or anything? Not a, no, I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. Okay. That's a milestone I haven't gotten to yet where somebody okay. says, people have reached out and says, like, you know, they say things like, I listen to your song in the morning. Like, I listen to your song a lot. I have your, your stuff on repeat. That kind of stuff has happened. Well, but it that, hasn't got, I want it to be deeper. <laughs> Yes, yes. You're, you're, you're yeah. waiting for that one uh, IG DM or Facebook message yeah. or that paragraph, that yes. essay that says. Yes. And then you want to screenshot it and post it up. Yes. <laughs> That's a, Hopefully, I might not post it, but yes. That's exactly what I want to do. The st- that's the next step. That's, that's the, next the level. That's the level. Of that. That's that's how, yeah, I want to affect people. Mm. I don't just want to sing to make money or mm. sing to go on tour and have yeah. a fun time or anything like that. It's hard work, too. Like, if I was, yeah, so, yeah, just people. I want to connect with people. Mm. I want to make people feel good. What do you mean by it's hard work? Hard, it's hard work. Like, it's it's actually, it's exhausting. What doing, is? Doing shows. Yeah. Being on tour, I would imagine, is super exhausting because just getting ready for a show, the gear, prepping for the show days ahead. Just one show. Just one show. There's so much prep. And so day after day after day after day after day, doing show, doing a world tour. Even, yeah, so like just like stuff like that would be Mm. such hard work. Mm. And so doing it without like the drive to like want to like hear people really affected by your music would be I probably wouldn't be doing it you yeah you wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to you it wouldn't make sense to me if there was but that's like intrinsically within music that it connects people so I feel like that's like Mm. that's a given hmm uh and I I guess yeah with like uh are you are you making a goal for it then as a yeah yeah oh 100 percent yeah 1000 percent Everything is going into music. Mm. I'm spending everything I have into music. I'm putting all of my free time into music. Mm. And it's just all fun. We have so much fun. So if I was to say that, I, like, it, it's a, it's like a, it's an investment. In t- it's a sacrifice and it's an investment. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's everything I want to be doing. So, like, there's nothing, there's nothing that I'd rather be doing right now. So would you say you're kind of a new artist or no? Like, yes. when, how long has, like, because on your SoundCloud, maybe a year or yeah. I see a song named Genesis. That's it. See, I've been yeah. I've been on SoundCloud present yeah. for a couple of years, but like this year is the year that I've really been like taking it seriously. Mm. Like everything, there's levels. I don't know. I don't know when you classify yourself as a true artist. Even now, I don't I'm know. An, I'm, yeah, I, I, don't, I could say I like you could say I, I, I'm I'm an aspiring artist. You could say I'm an artist because I'm on the come up show bill or. So, mm. I don't. I'm not sure, but we're going. I, that's what I want to be. I want to be considered an artist. Hmm. Hmm. Were Were you on like uh, or did you audition for Canada's Idol? <laughs> Canada Idol, Canadian we Idol. We did it. Not uh, <laughs> by proxy. Well, okay. I had a cover that was already on YouTube, and then we re-uploaded it again, mm-hmm. and then we tagged. It was like a. There was like a Canada's Got Talent thing. I was uh, I did I wasn't really with it, but like I was fo- like yeah, we attempted we attempted to get on there. We didn't make it though. Mm. They didn't think we were dope. <laughs> I need to know about your sound, your your production, uh, because um, it sounds like you're working with some dope producers, man. Yeah, stuff sounds really really good. It's all local too. It's all very local. Tell like. me how you I guess like how you how you constructed your sound and. And how, like, yeah, like your aesthetic of it. I based it off of the people that I listen to the most. 
And that is? Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean. Mm. We just saw him at... Uh, Way Home? Way Home. You were there? Oh, my God. Yeah. I was front row, too. We waited out there. Yeah. I skipped... I'm, I'm so sorry, Daniel Caesar, but we skipped Daniel Caesar so we could stay and wait for Frank Ocean to come out. But, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and what, what did you feel was, get from it? Everything. Everything. I felt like he was singing nights to me. Cause I don't know something about his lyrics, something the way the way he puts together a song is so foreign to like anything else I've ever heard, and it's so beautiful to me. It's exactly what I want to do. Like we, I just I want to emulate that sort of like I'm like who the fuck is this guy from Narnia? Did he just come like like yeah? So so like yeah. So that's where and these people that I've been working with lately, they're on the same page. We all listen to the same albums and cry for the same songs, and like, it's like, it's like, it's amazing. It's actually, it's like a, some weird stars aligning type shit. It's, mm. like, it's I love it. And that is who? Who's the? Who's the team? Bedroom. Yeah. Goes by, he goes by Bedroom. His name is Ryan. Mm-hmm. He's he's iffy on names. He's he we're in between name changing right now. So yeah, his name is Ryan. Yeah. That's the producer that's been producing all of my latest stuff. For the past year, and I've known him for about a year, a year and a half. I met him through mutual friends, and when we met, the first day I met him, he played me like five beats, and I was like, "Bro, this is amazing!" And he was like, "Yo, can I make beats for you, like on like a forever basis?" And we like hugged it out, and it was like signed, sealed, delivered. Like love at first sight or something. That's my broski. That's my broski for life, man. <laughs> Facts. That's how it happened. <laughs> That's exciting, right? When you yeah. find somebody who matches you, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he's, gets it. Yeah, we're able to jam freely, and that's the same thing. Also, like I'm I'm working with the like the the band Day Trip. It's John Fellner on guitar. He also started out playing piano, so he plays. He actually plays a lot more instruments. Then there's Keegan. He plays the drums, and there's Aiden who plays the bass, and those guys. It's it's the exact same thing. They've also been playing with each other, on um. They've been jamming with each other since like the fifth grade. Mm. So their level of like they're so in tune with each other, on like a, like when they do little switch ups, they can really like show personality mm-hmm. in what they're playing. So like, and then me coming like everything just meshes together. So again, like it was just like the first time I met Ryan, it was like whoa, like. Do you really exist? Because mm. this is like I want to like this is so fun. I had so much fun to where you're like sweating. The room stinks. Like there's like four guys in a small basement room. We're all jamming. It stinks, and it's like the best place ever. It's like everywhere you want to be. Like we're just making because like w- when you make I don't know something about making music that you would listen to. That's what I want to do, mm. and that's what we're able to do in jam sessions. So like, uh, do you feel like that's power? That's power. That's that's literal. That's raw power. It's a type of power. It's <coughs> sonic power. <laughs> sonic power. <laughs> yeah. It's literal. Yeah. No. It's powerful. Mm. I feel like music is so powerful. I feel like I feel like songs and anthems are the are like are like are the things that spiritually drive a nation. Like the things that bring nations together in hard times. The things that people do when when they've gotten to a place of peace and togetherness after hard times, you're going to see people dancing. You're going to see people singing songs. It's that togetherness. Like, that's like, 
it's like com- it's a complete gray area too, because the world's crazy. Hmm. So like, when I hear something that makes me feel like, and we're all like, I'm I'm African Canadian. You got one guy from one part of Europe. You got another guy from another part of Europe. So like, we're just people from such far. Like, there's no reason why we should be in a room together having so much fun. And then you look at what's the like, what's the X factor in that situation, and that's music. So like, that's like we're just trying to take that to like a. That's like I believe music is that powerful. Mm. Wow, we just got deep for a second. <laughs> Roots in a paste though. No don't buy the fruits in the contradictions. Trying to get my niggas jobs. Tend to like Kanye, but you niggas know about innovation. Vision of a king, black boy sing. See my signet ring, but I'm living in a hella racist nation. Chilling with my zoes, eating good like a Haitian. Yeah, yeah. You could be my baby in my ex tonight. You look really pretty in for rest in life. We could even make a ready day We're gonna go to some silliness because you have some <laughs> slang when you're texting me. <laughs> Maybe because you're a younger guy, I don't get it. But uh, no. you're gonna put me onto the slang that. Uh, so so I get it now when you text which, me forward. Which words? Which words? Okay, brother, which and you words? gotta t- suggest some too. Okay, one. The first one was pang. Pang. What the hell is pang? Pang's not that new. Okay, but like. I feel like people use it for a lot of different things. I know. P-E-N-G. P-E-N-G. Peng. Okay. okay. So, like, people... <laughs> it can be used, like, as an expression. Like, if you think something's dope, you're like, that was peng. That was super peng. I think it has, like, British origins. Like, it's like a British, like... Like a Brixton-type slang. Stuff, stuff like that. And it just means, like, good. But people in Toronto, I've heard, use, like... Uh, we got it from like a weed. Somebody say you have pang. You, you got that loud like you have pang. Like people people say stuff like that. So it's 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 a multi it's a multi purpose word. Mm. I think it also has like origins in like like comic books. Like if you see like somebody punch somebody in a comic book, you hear like a pow pang poo like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that ass. I th- I feel like they have like I feel like all of these things are pang pang. There's pang, another pang, one pang. that you use. Uh, Apnea or something like that? AP? Opnar. Opnar. My Opnar. My Opnar. These now are my Opnars. Thank you, my Opnar. What the yeah. hell is that? I feel, I think it's, I think it's like a... East Indian? I think it's East Indian slang. I believe it means like my kin. Mm-hmm. Like you're my kinfolk. Yeah. Opnar, Carla. I I got it from a rapper in the UK named Mist who must live around a lot of East Indians because... He uses these like he's when he's talking about his friends and when he's talking about the people that are around him, he's saying my Carlos, my Opnar. So my Carl, what's Carla? Carla, I believe, is just like another form. Carla and Opnar, I believe, are similar words. Okay. So like he said, like it's I believe it just means like my kinsman, like my my Opnar, someone from like MySpace, like you okay. know what I mean. So yeah, it's like because I saw you like you comment on your Instagram. When yeah. You, somebody bought tickets like. My Opnar. My Opnar. I was like, yes, <laughs> like my brother. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Do people like, know what it means when you use it? It's not about that. It's okay. about what it means. Okay. It's about what it means to me when I'm saying it. And me, I'm fucked up. I like to fuck up words a lot. Like, I like to mess with words as much as I can. Okay. Change the first letter to anything. If you know me and you know like you're around us, mm. you won't understand us unless you're like, it's like, it's witch talk. It's weird stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are some other ones that are you know in the in the vernacular? 
that you probably brought up like our main like my main two real words that have like an origin and a meeting outside of me just like making it up mm. as I go along. But there's really there's really not that much. There's it's not a deep bag. This one's not a deep bag. But <laughs> it comes like if I hear something nice too. Yeah. It's, I'm very open to learning new slang too. Oh yeah. So I'm, there's a power know? like when you get a new slang and you like it, it's like you're so excited about you're it. You're connecting eh? with somebody on a level like somebody else hears that like oh like you know have you ever yeah. said something yeah that somebody from a certain region got or yeah. like it's like speaking another language. Yeah. If you're 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 Eritrean, so if you have somebody here speaking Tigrinya, you're oh and you're gonna speak Tigrinya with them. It's yeah. the same. It's the same general idea. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's when I when I was a young kid when I go visit my cousins in Michigan, they always had like things that I would bring back, like yeah, uh, like a mug. It's hotter than a mug. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I love that. You're slow as a mug. Like that was yeah. one of the words, and like always trying to bring them back and like to to. You be might have cool. to revive like a mug right now because <laughs> I haven't heard it in a while. That's a penguin, fam. <laughs> You've heard that before, though. I've heard it. Yeah, yeah I've heard. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's rap music. I've heard. <laughs> like a mug. show. Like a mug, I feel. Yeah, it's it's there, it's there. I'm 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 learning it right now. I'm thinking of its applicability in my next. You know? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Manuel is there, Emmanuel. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to say to the people out there? Like like a lot of them probably the first time discovering you right now. What would you what, what would you like to say to the people out there? Just uh, what would you like to say to fellow musicians who are on the come up, like just starting out maybe? It's about it's a thousand hours, a thousand, a thousand or ten thousand. It's all about ten, a thousand, and then multiply that, then keep on multiplying it. It's a mm. forever thing. It's a forever thing. So if you're kidding, and if you're not that serious, get serious or get out. Mm. But like, I really like that. Get serious or get out. Yeah, because there's so much stuff out there. We're so oversaturated that it's we don't much. need you to make even more noise if you're not yeah. serious. Everybody, I get mad at like half of the sponsored sh- singers that I see on like Instagram because they're just not. You can tell that they're just following the hype like that's coming like like Canada like the like the almost like musical renaissance that's happening in like Canada right now. It's just mm. more well received around the world like with artists like The Weeknd and Drake. Just like. Mm getting to the platforms that they're at you know so i think people are trying to do that but like people don't fully get it i don't fully get it i'm still trying to learn if somebody knows shout me out and and let me know because we're just trying to really do it the real way Mm. whatever that may be being being a canadian musician are you feeling excited about that right now yes attention that there is yeah i feel like people are like people are like ready to listen people it it doesn't take as much it doesn't take as much promotions it doesn't take people are saying oh the weekend's from canada what is canada like does canada have more more artists like this Does, does canada have more dopeness like ready to like be heard so i feel like yes i feel like yes is like a great time for Canadian art mm. Canadian artist musically and do you feel the optimism especially being from London Ontario which is a small town a lot of people could have the attitude like yo we're from <laughs> London why were you making, why were you doing this for like is there any optimism you're a lot more optimistic just because of that you're a yeah. lot more closer to the world community of music mm. so like yeah hmm. but I feel like also at the same time it's always like I feel like people from small towns sometimes like yesterday like the the band that was headlining was from a small town, I think their name was Ferrero. If you if but like, they were they were super dope, and like, 
this question could be asked about them because they're they're from like Kingston, Ontario. It's such a small place. Like, I feel like the optimism is almost like a like a sham. The optimism is real now because of like what's going on in Canada and how many artists there are that are that are getting real pushes and that are going places from Canada. But like, I think at the very end of the day, it has to come from the heart. Mm. Don't do it because it's now is a good time to do it. Just yeah, because you really are real about it. That's good for like the economy. You're putting mm. money into music. Like I guess like you're like a lot. Like it's just like it helps to have a like it's a bigger culture mm. because of how many people are doing it. There's a lot more people involved. But at the end of the day, I feel like real art just comes straight from the heart. And mm. like it, it like the sometimes the best people are from the most obscure like little places. True. That's what I was trying to get Do at. Do you know Justin Bieber was born in London, Ontario? He was born at St. Joseph's Hospital. Let's get it. I think I was born there too, B. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. And he's yeah. from uh, Strathroy? Stratford. 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 I always Ontario. get those two confused sometimes. They're very similar. Yeah. And that's the, the one of the biggest pop artists. Yeah. Right? That's like, he's pop. He is the face of pop music right now. So like, yeah. Shh. The face of pop music, Justin Bieber. The face of R&B, The Weeknd. And the yeah. face of hip hop. Drake. Pop, Drake. <sighs> How much more optimism? Like, yes, the the optimism is real, and it does help. But like, yeah, mm. at the end of the day, you want to do something like you want to be that person from an obscure place that made it huge. I feel like that people's understanding of where you came from adds, like, or just literally where you came from. The lesser, like, he who is first is last. That same principle, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. just really. uh Dope people come from small places. Yo, I'm really happy to and excited to have you on our show. Yeah. Thursday, November 30th, Emmanuel live in concert. I'm excited. I'm excited to be. I'm I'm so excited. Oh man. I'm amped. I can't wait for everybody to hear. I can't I hope everybody loves the music. Love them if they don't. But like I just hope. Yeah, it's gonna be a great show. I'm I'm so amped. I'm so confident in the team that I'm working with right now. Mm. I'm confident with like the promotions that's going on with you guys. Eleven Eleven. I listened to Adria Kane before I knew I was gonna perform with her. Like she's dope. Mm. Like her song alone is like my morning coffee. Dead ass. Like I listen to that all the time. So yeah, like I'm so excited. Mm. If not even to perform to see these guys, cause this is dope. <laughs> when he said I'm so confident, that's that's a good <laughs> feeling, isn't it? It is. To be confident in yeah. something that you're doing is like it's everything. It just allows you to walk without like without just with ease, you know? Mm. But yeah. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up the interview? Emmanuel? Uh shout out to my mom. I love you. Let's get it. <laughs> Emmanuel on the Come Up Show podcast. <laughs> what did you guys think of Emmanuel? Isn't he a nice guy? <laughs> you can catch Emmanuel at the Come Up Show's 10th year anniversary concert, Thursday, November 30th, Adelaide Hall. Get your tickets right now at thecomeupshow.com. It's your boy Chetto signing out. Peace.